हेलो एंड वेलकम बैक टू आवर पॉडकास्ट नाउ लेट्स कंटिन्यू विथ आवर टॉपिक ऑन इंटरनल कंट्रोल एंड लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड विथ इंटरनल कंट्रोल रिस्क सो एज वी ऑलरेडी नो दैट द पर्पज ऑफ इंटरनल कंट्रोल इज टू मीट कंपनीज ऑब्जेक्टिव बट वट इफ इंटरनल कंट्रोल फेल्स वट इफ इंटरनल कंट्रोल फेल्स टू मीट एनी ऑब्जेक्टिव दैट मीन्स देर आर सम इंटरनल कंट्रोल फेलियर्स विच हैपन्स बिकॉज ऑफ इनहेरेंट रिस्क and you all know that inherent risk comes with the business or industry and organization operates in but these risks can be reduced by implementing few controls such as number 1 preventive controls so preventive control basically helps to prevent any failure from occurring for example if a company finds out that the employees are skimming cash owner can simply stop accepting cash to eliminate this risk second control you can put as detective controls This control can be used after the failure occurs. For example, if a company finds out that employees are not following company policies, then uh, the employer can find out by conducting a test or take feedback from every employees of their peer group, which will help the employer to find out the problem. Third is corrective controls. Now, after finding out what is the problem, an organization can reverse or reduce the errors by implementing various controls, like an our previous example organization can monitor few employees who are not following ethical guidelines and make sure they don't manipulate others to do it now how an organization decides which risks they need to pay more attention to so basically an organization can create a matrix where they can use likelihood and potential loss as the parameters to measure the risk now uh, there can be four situation under these two parameters number one will be if the loss and likelihood both are low then in this situation the company can accept the risk because the cost for implementing internal controls will be more than the loss second situation is if the loss is low but likelihood is high it's better to put preventive or detective controls in place to reduce or eliminate the risk third situation can be if the loss is high but likelihood is very low such as loss by fire or natural disaster it's better to purchase an insurance fourth situation is uh, if both loss and likelihood is high it's better to avoid that risk by changing the business strategy because there's no point of wasting organization resources to address a risk which is prone to happen for example it's better to not sell any products on credit to someone who has bad credit scores now we all know that how beneficial an internal control system can be for an organization but at the same time we need something to supervise everything and that's where corporate governance comes into picture basically corporate governance is a system of rules and procedures which are used to control and direct an organization while meeting all the requirements set forth by regulators where a company needs to submit a detailed outline of the corporate's governance structure which includes various rights and responsibility of the stakeholders rules and policies of addressing various business situation and how the shareholders can vote on various issues and various other rights to make sure that there is no poor corporate governance companies should adhere to some standards laid under sarbanes oxley act of 2002 which was formed to bring more transparency in auditing and accounting process to uncover reporting failures of publicly traded companies and some requirements for their boards and management in total sabin soxley has 11 section but cma exam only deals with six sections so we will uh, understand all the six sections one by one 
Section 301 deals with audit committee independence which means that members of the audit committee could not accept any kind of fees consulting or advisory from their own company Section 407 says that there should be at least one qualified financial expert such as a CFO as a member of the audit committee if there is no financial expert in the member uh, in the audit committee member they have to give explanation for that section 404 says that public company should have an internal control system which is required to be audited by external auditors only section 201 prohibits any accounting firm to provide non audit services to audit clients section 203 requires a public company to rotate lead audit partners engagement every 5 years so that the independence of the audit partner is maintained section 302 requires key executives such as CFO CEO and CFOs to attest the annual reporting process under penalty law stating that they have reviewed the financial statements that uh, the financial statements do not contain contain any material inaccuracies and fairly present the financial positions of the company they have to maintain the internal controls uh, all the internal controls should ensure the integrity of financial reporting uh, they need to evaluate and give their opinion regarding the effectiveness of internal control within 90 days of the report and last they have to disclose uh, to auditors and audit committee all the significant changes in internal controls all known frauds and any kind of ineffectiveness in internal control so these were six sections of sabins oxley act which will be tested on cma exam now let's move on to our external audit requirements and why external auditing is important external auditing is important because it is free from bias and external auditors help and helps an organization to keep their financial statements free from any material misstatements there is a board known as public company accounting oversight board which was created by sabins oxley act and its core function is to oversee audit firms that audit public companies and they are also responsible for issuing auditing standards and review the auditors periodically whether they are complying with the standards or not when we talk about the role of an auditor it is mainly focused on providing the assurance and reliability of company's financial statements and to provide enough evidence to prove that their opinion about the financial statements are free from any kind of material misstatement if the financial statements are materially misstated and the auditor provides inappropriate audit opinion it can be extremely costly to an audit firm and auditors can be sued for providing incorrect opinions now in section 404 of sabins oxley act we learned that a public company should be audited by an external auditor and auditing standard number 5 provides guidance for the auditors to comply with it basically auditing standard number 5 tells auditors to perform a top down approach while auditing internal control over financial reporting in this lesson we learned about internal controls as corporate governance sabins oxley act and audit requirements and on our next and last session of internal controls we will learn about information systems and their general and application controls